0: Welcome to Working With Nature, where we take a look at natural health in its broadest sense. In this episode, I speak to Mary Biles, renowned cannabis journalist and advocate for the amazing properties of cannabis. First of all, thank you for joining me and uh, no worries. and the audience for CBD1's inaugural
1: wow, podcast. what an honour. <laughs> uh, for the audience
0: listening, Mary Biles is a, a cannabis journalist and we're going to talk about um, how she got to be a cannabis journalist, and all things CBD, cannabis, hemp—you name it—we'll touch upon in some way, shape, or form. Uh, so, uh, welcome, Mary. And you're—you're you you, you, you're over in the Isle of Wight at the moment, is that right?
1: Yeah, I'm on the Isle of Wight. That's why there's there's no signal, or it's it's yeah, it's a funny place for getting connected to the rest of the of the world but um yeah, yeah but enjoying being down here it's a very beautiful part of the country.
0: Yes indeed. Yeah. Uh, great stuff. Uh, so, I thought we'd start with a little bit of pre CBD. Um, so tell me a little bit about um, your life. When 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 you were
1: a child, yes. what did you want to be? Uh, a jockey or a princess? <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, basically, Princess Anne, I suppose, if you if you combine okay. the, combine the two, um, yeah. I mean, I didn't have any kind of like serious plan. I suppose I wanted, to... I did want to be a journalist. I mean, I remember when I was doing my A levels, like kind of admiring KAD, and so I had sort of, I don't know, I suppose vague aspirations at that point, but no, no real clear ideas. Um, so yeah, certainly, cannabis was not particularly. <laughs> on the on, um, yes as part of my life plan but there you go
0: and um so you were into horses were you
1: i was yes they yeah, i did a lot of riding and competing and stuff as a kid i grew up wow. on a farm so right. i was very lucky it was you know it was just sort of you know open the door and and went up the yards and mm. and yeah surrounded by animals really so very very privileged started in that respect
0: was that on the isle of wight it was
1: Yes, I grew up on the Isle of Wight. I was here really until, until I went to university until eighteen, and then and then spent spent most of the time kind of running away from the place, really. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, it's I guess it's a small place, really, isn't it?
1: It is, but actually, you know, the last few months I've been back, and I'm actually going to be kind of spending, you know, relocating here, really, part of the time because wow. it, it's really, really beautiful. I'm kind of discovered it with fresh eyes, and uh, I suppose it's you know, as you get older, you you value certain things more like nature and uh fresh air and all that kind of thing so yeah. so yeah lovely it's a beautiful place mm.
0: and um when you were at school yeah uh what was your favorite subject then
1: <laughs> uh well i think i didn't really have one until a level so right. i had a really really good um, politics teacher I, I think when you're mm. i don't know maybe there's like some kids who it's not about the teaching but I think, like, getting a really, really good teacher can really, you know, sort of put you in a direction in life, actually. And I had a really excellent politics A-level teacher. Um, And, yeah, so I I really enjoyed politics, Um, not just the kind of, you know, national, you know, uh, domestic politics, but, um, yeah, like, kind of political philosophy and, and all that kind of thing. So that's what I went on to study, basically, for my degree at York University Oh, you were at York. um I was at York, yes, um and uh, in fact, actually, my politics teacher was a Yorkshireman, looking back, so yeah I think probably he he recommended that I studied at York right um, so yes yeah Great. that was that was kind of my formative years in education mm.
0: well, York is one of my favorite cities um. <laughs> Right. I studied in Chester and Chester and York have similar sort of feels to them with the the walled cities and um, yeah. medieval sections and so on. Um, yeah. But a nice place to study.
1: Yes, that no, was lovely, really lovely. Yeah, not that I've been back actually, I think I've been back once. Right.
0: <laughs> in yeah. all those
1: years, yeah. yeah. But it's it's going to be actually 30 years since we graduated, or well, since we started, so I think we might be having a little reunion, some of us,
0: actually. Yeah, we had that mm. uh, last year. <laughs> and uh, in the middle of the night, I suddenly woke at three in the morning, before the reunion this was, and slapping me about the face was, holy smoke, it's 30 years. Yeah. And, uh, it's mad. Madness. How, uh, how does it happen? <laughs> I know. <laughs> we blink... Yeah. Yeah. amazing yeah. and um thinking about um cannabis uh pre your sort of uh, getting into it in a way that led to a lot of understanding what what was your mm. so let's go let's go back to uni and stuff like that yeah um, did you have any idea about cannabis any knowledge <sighs> any understanding or what was your knowledge of it
1: yeah, I mean, I spoke, I smoked the odd spliff, but yeah. not like. I mean, it, York was. It's quite a sort of um, cons- well, I don't know, conservative place, and and there's a lot, you know. So it wasn't. I wasn't sort of surrounded. I mean, by loads of stoned students, and I was, you know, I was very innocent actually, coming from the Isle of Wight. So, you know, I kind of didn't smoke the odd spliff, but that that was as far as it went, but then actually after university, I, I moved to, to Madrid, um, and was teaching English and, and, right. and lost any innocence I, I had basically really? in relation to, to recreational drugs. So, um, yeah, so I kind of, um, was more acquainted, um, with, with cannabis and it was a lot of hash really, cause obviously Spain, you know, you're kind of Close direct to Morocco. Route from Morocco. Mm. Yeah. So, so, yes, yeah, so, but, you know, again, I didn't know anything about the the medicinal properties. Um, and then when I came back to the UK, it, I remember it being mostly weed and I didn't really get on with it. It sort of tended to, I find it too strong. Yeah. I, it kind of made me feel a bit paranoid. So I just didn't really, mm. didn't really carry on smoking that much. Um,
0: so is it, yeah, it, would, it you, would you say then that hash... Uh, that you know that we know of that sort of heads its way from North Africa is a, yeah. a sort of gentler experience
1: well that's my that was my experience of it and mm. having kind of researched um, into it subsequently, you know my understanding is that it it has higher levels of of well, some CBD in it basically and and so it's possibly you can consider a more kind of balanced profile of cannabinoids but then equally the other day i was speaking to a medical cannabis doctor in the uk who seemed to think that hash was really really high in thc so i I mean my experience of it was was a very kind of yeah pleasurable one without the paranoia or anything like that so yeah um which would to me suggest that 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 it had yeah it, it wasn't this sort of ridiculously high levels of, of, of THC and had had some CBD to balance it out is my mm. conclusion.
0: And um, for the for the sort of uninitiated, um, can you sort of sum up in a in a nutshell uh, what CBD and THC are?
1: Yeah, so they're both um, types of cannabinoids. So a cannabinoid is a type of compound found in in cannabis um, and THC. I'm not going to try and pronounce its long name. Is is the one that tetra something? Uh, yes, can tetra or something like that. Um, tetrahydrocannabinol. I think I could be that. That could have I could have nailed it. Then sounds about um, right. Yeah. Um, it's the one that even people might may not know its name. It's the one that's most associated with the recreational side of cannabis because it's the it's the um, cannabinoid that that produces the high feeling the stone feeling mm-hmm. um that's not to say that that thc doesn't have any medicinal properties it, it most certainly does and actually most of the initial research was was um focusing on 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 thc um right. and actually thanks to thc they then went to scientists then went on to discover the endocannabinoid system which we, we may touch on later which is yeah. this uh yeah, system that have we have in the body which which is activated by compounds in cannabis but has this overall kind of balancing homeostatic regulating effect um uh, you know in all, all our kind of bodily functions really um yeah. so that's that's thc and then cbd is a um, was kind of the the lesser known cannabinoid sibling really for a long time um it was thought to be fairly inactive because it doesn't have an intoxicating effect. Um, And so it was kind of written off, I think, really, for for many years as sort of, you know, not really worth spending much time researching. But I think it was um, Professor Raphael Matulam, the the kind of the grandfather of medicinal um, cannabis research, who did some early studies um, and found that it had uh, anti-seizure effects um, which, um, you know, now sort of, uh, I suppose that's 40 years later or something that wasn't, I think that was 1980 that paper came out. Right. Um, so yeah, 40, 40 years later, you know, the kind of first CBD, um, pharmaceutical drug is, is, is an anti epilepsy, uh, medication basically called the Epidiolex. But, um, so yeah, but CBD in the UK is, it's in this kind of strange position of being on the one hand, um, a medicine, um, uh, and while still being able to be sold as, as CBD oil, um, or hemp sort of hemp extract, uh, is still sold as a nutritional supplement. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that's, that's the kind of two main, main cannabinoids and, and, and CBD, uh, in, in, uh, is kind of found fairly abundantly in 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 hemp, um, which has very low THC levels. Um, so and hem-
0: um, hemp is the sort of uh, industrial version, really. Apparently. Yeah,
1: it has been. It has been traditionally hemp has been grown for its 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 fibre um, and its seeds, basically. So you know, kind of whole fleets of of warships went off you know in sort of tudor britain with rope and sails made from made from hemp um, so obviously at that point no one had ever heard of a, of a cannabinoid um but it was it was used in folk medicine um, there's some great um sort of research done by the european industrial hemp association that has kind of traced found traces of the use of 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 hemp in food, you know, hemp flowers in food that goes back to I don't know, like the fifteenth century or something, um, and wow. also you know, in kind of folk medicine and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, but hemp kind of fell out of fell out of favour really in the sort of um, uh, about I suppose the nineteen thirties and forties um, when there was a general kind of uh, prohibition agenda. Uh, going on the united states which was was kind of followed by the rest of the world so Mm. you know for for you know most i guess of our lifetime um nick it's been this sort of you know sort of the realms of hippies really making i don't know tie-dye t-shirts out of it or something um so yeah
0: now i heard that George Washington told all farmers they should grow an acre of hemp. Was that true?
1: I mean, I, yes. Apparently, I, yeah. I, you know, I wasn't there at the time. <laughs> um, it, it makes a nice. I know, I think the um, the what's the most the really famous document? Um, I can't what it's called now. The oh, I can't. Oh, in America, the the
0: the the oh, um, the Constitution.
1: Exactly, the constitution. <laughs> mm. I think the draft. Not. I don't think the final one was was written on on paper made from hemp. But uh-huh. I think the draft, apparently, was was uh, was made um, was written on on on. Yeah, but I mean, it's you know. I think also. I think in, in under Henry the Eighth, you know, farmers had to grow hemp as well as part of. And I think also in the second world war like again hemp became part of the kind of the war effort growing hemp became part of the the war effort so it's you know it's always for more you know it's only by the since in in our lifetime it's this is the kind of blip really when when it hasn't been grown you know (laughs) for thousands of years it has been um so
0: we're the we're we're living in the anomaly
1: we are exactly exactly Mm.
0: amazing and, um, so you were over in Spain teaching. Uh, yeah. is this when you encountered the friend's mother who was using?
1: No, well actually, I mean, it, it, this was, um, the second time I, in between that and my initial time in Spain, I, I had been back in the UK and I was working different things in TV for 10 years. Right. And then I retrained as a complementary therapist and w- was doing that. And, uh, and then I, I moved back to, to Spain when I was living in Andalusia um in Seville. And that was when I um yeah, a, a good friend of mine, her her mum was um dying with pancreatic cancer and um and didn't tolerate morphine very well. And um mm. and it you know, she yeah, was really suffering and um and thanks to some kind of weird loophole in Belgium where, where she lived the the GP could prescribe cannabis oil. It was sort of slightly kind of a grey area. But anyway, it just um she it, it helped with her pain. She recovered her lucidity. Um she had a bit of appetite. She could basically, you know, sort of as much as you can enjoy your final months of life, but you know, with she had, you know, she died with dignity basically and 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 that for something I've always Felt very strongly that as much as possible, that that should be, so you know, d- dying in that way should be something that we 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 have access to, and and that everything should happen to make sure that that is a possibility. And and when I, I realised that something that 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 could allow for that way um, to to sort of you know live out your final final months was not was not accessible to most people in the world, I just. I was, yeah, uh, outraged. Yeah. Just, I, I was moved to action basically. Yeah. Um, amazing. So, yeah.
0: so on the back of that and seeing this sort of, uh, well, pretty powerful effect of can- mm-hmm. cannabis, you, you ended up at a hemp fair in Seville.
1: That's right. Yeah. It was all kind of, it was sort of meant to be really, um, at the time, I was already—I was writing at the time anyway. So I'd—I'd I'd started writing. I had a blog about Seville, and then I started writing uh, about other things and written stuff for the BBC and and something uh, about another plant medicine uh, for CNN. And so I had my kind of journalist hat on, um, and there was a hemp fair basically, and um, so I got myself a press pass and went along and was just doing some research. And there was just a couple of CBD companies there. Um, uh and one of them, which was a company called indoka mm-hmm. um they happened to be looking for a full time writer basically wow um and um yeah, and it just all happened so easily i i had a you know kind of spoke to the it was the mum of of uh of the company's founder who was at the fair, and we we got on really well and and um, and you know, within a week, I was you know kind of writing full time for a, for a CBD company, um, and yeah, and that's that was four years ago, I think. Now, yeah, right, yeah. Mm.
0: I mean, that's the set of coincidences that have to occur for you to end up in the per- right place at the right time.
1: Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I mean, I kind of you know, I'm convinced because when I. You know, literally, I made a promise to my friend Anna, that um, who was you know, the, his mum had died, that I was, you know, kind of going to do something about it in in the best way that I could, and I and I think, um, it was such a a powerful intention, um, that I don't know, I just think things just kind of fell into place really. Yeah. Um. So so yeah, and and it and um, it was quite daunting at first because you know. You do essentially have to be a science writer, really. Um, at the time, there wasn't so many restrictions on on what you could and couldn't say, and so what the kind of articles I was writing for this company now, you wouldn't be allowed to write them, basically. But really? um, you know, I was kind of no. You, I mean, you know, because I was looking, I was looking, I was all, you know, I wasn't kind of making medical claims, but I was, you know, if I was writing something about. I don't know um parkinson's I would be writing about you know the pre-clinical, preclinical studies and and any any clinical studies and you know and the the kind of the the mechanisms by which c b d interacts with the body that that may you know um have a a therapeutic effect on parkinson's in this case, none of which you would be able to do now um because you you can't. You know, these are all things that if you've got uh, um, uh, a a li- you know, a kind of um, marketing license for a pharmaceutical drug, then yes, you could possibly write that stuff. But if you're selling, a, you know, a nutritional supplement, you you can't even you can't even say how CBD in- interacts with the body, and certainly not mention it in the same breath as any any condition. Yeah. Um. So so yeah, but you know, at the time. They say it was it wasn't not that it's regulated now, but you, i you i yeah, I say I wasn't making medical claims, but I was writing yeah. science articles basically yeah um so that was and, probably
0: because i'm ju- I'm just sort of guessing here, but because it it was in its infancy and wasn't really on anyone's radar, so nobody was yeah. really looking
1: yeah, yeah, and also to be honest the company this particular company, um they weren't based in the UK because it's you know it's it's that, it's the MHRA in particular which is the medical
0: healthcare regulatory uh, authority
1: healthcare, yeah exactly um they are really really hot on all that um yeah. and and this was a danish company who didn't really care actually um if they got fined or what have you so although right. now they they do yeah. um um but yeah, so it just kind of gave me the the freedom, and you know, I'd, I'd interview scientists, and you certainly couldn't do that now as a CBD company. Um, so I was writing, you know, I had a lot of freedom to write some quite cool stuff, really, mm. um, and make lots of interesting contacts and stuff like that. So yeah, it was, it was it was good. Yeah,
0: amazing. I mean, I'm an osteopath, and I have restrictions on what I can and can't say uh, in terms of you know practice life and making claims in adverts and so on. So I, I get where that comes from in terms of protecting the public. But, yeah. but it ends up so far down the line that it almost becomes you're not allowed to that it's almost like censorship. Um to the point where it I'm I I put my cynical head on and think there's people wanting to stop us making claims. Uh, because there are vested interests in us not being known for doing certain things um i'll give you i'll give you an example which was i treated a a baby with colic and fixed the baby with colic very easily and his mom was a pharmacist actually and she was astounded a very gentle treatment and uh, our regulator the general osteopathic council wanted to do a press release about interesting cases you'd done and Uh, this child's mum wanted to go go, uh, speak up to the press and say, an osteopath fixed my child's colic. Well, even the mum wasn't allowed to say in the press, an osteopath fixed my child's colic.
1: Wow. I'm surprised because if your market... Maybe well, yeah.
0: Which struck me as very odd, but also struck mm, me as. But
1: who would stop her though? As as a. a Well, that's the bit.
0: It was it was the because it was coming from the General Osteopathic Council and it was their press release. They were saying they can't put it out.
1: Yeah, Yeah. but she could.
0: She could. She could have, but not through an official channel.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, Is there a cynical aspect to this with uh, CBD? Do you think cannabis in general?
1: I don't think it's personal big pharma well I mean I think yeah there's certainly agendas and 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 um yeah I mean I you know for example if uh it takes billions of dollars or pounds or euros or whatever to get a drug to market so um, without naming names, but if a pharmaceutical company has has invested all this money yeah. in in you know a a let in this case a cbd based drug it of course it's not in their interest that that people buy something it's not the same, of course so you, it's not comparing light with light, but yeah. but they could buy something um online that has. A similar if not actually in some cases more better effects than yeah. than this pharmaceutical drug so um but I also you know I don't think it's something that's personal against CBd you know this applies to you know it's, it's a kind of it's a as a blanket approach really um yeah. things that if you're if you're Saying that something is uh, talking about it in terms of being a medicine and it hasn't been through clinical trials et cetera, and you don't have a marketing license you know it could be elephant dung it doesn't matter if it's like you can't yeah you can't say it, but obviously you know the cannabis has been a victim of of seventy years of of prohibition and uh and you know it does it does kind of fit that that narrative um yeah. but but also what I would say within the industry, the CBD industry, there is a kind of there is a toxicness to it, actually, um, amongst some of the the key players. So there's a lot of sort of even from other CBD companies reporting, you know, if they uh, if there has a, there's, a, there's a CBD company that has been, you know, not making outright medical claims, but possibly just going, I don't know, not not being fully compliant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know they get reported by other cbd companies yeah so you know it's I, I that's the aspect i really don't like and i feel saddened by it but i suppose they think like oh you know we're being compliant so why should this other company actually write stuff and get away with it but but it saddens me it does it do, that does sadden me i must say mm. um but um i don't know i think i think at the end of the day if if I think there's a lot of kind of words of mouth that happens with CBD and there's a lot of, um, you know, kind of Facebook groups where patients are very active. And, you know, if if something works, even if, you know, you, you know, you can't make the, the talk about it in possibly the way that you'd like on your on your website it will you know people will buy the product yeah. if it works you know in the way that you know it's supposed to so it, g- it
0: gets out there doesn't it these
1: yeah days. it does yeah and that which is why you know it'll be interesting to see what happens when inevitably from april next year when when in the uk in order to sell cbd products you have to have uh made a you know, valid novel food application um there will be a whole different type of products. A more restricted amount of products will be available, and uh, it will be certainly there won't be any full spectrum, and it's going to be broad. It's going to be broad spectrum or isolate, which, you know, from anecdotal reports, really? are, are less effective. You don't. Well, you should. You need to get. <laughs> you need to get up to date with that if you don't know. Well, that. Well, I,
0: I I knew about um, the novel foods. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know particularly about the full spectrum. That's interesting.
1: Well, because you can't like full spectrum is full spectrum because it's got THC in it, mm-hmm. and THC is a narcotic. It's a, you know it's um, so by you know in the, in the UK, so the 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 the, um, the food standards agency is not going to accept applications that contain THC. Yeah. On um, so that you know so on that basis, there will be no full spectrum products that contain trace amounts of of, of THC anymore
0: intriguing yeah well we'll see how that pans out mm-hmm. um, we, we've got brexit to slap us about the face first before we get into any any that <laughs> we'll yeah see, what, see what's left standing mm-hmm. after that who knows and um just moving on you've you've written a book
1: i have yes
0: well done yes yes and, thank you very much and it is out now
1: it is yeah it uh, came out in um, at the end of july um and it's called um the cbd book the mm-hmm. essential guide to cbd oil um and it's yeah it's it's available in hardback and uh ebook um yeah and it's i mean i i don't know if you've if you've seen it have you have you read, have you read I've, not book, re- I've not
0: read it yet but i'm going to right. be Absolutely, okay. I, I, I <laughs> eat up anything CBD and try yeah. to uh, keep as informed as I can. So mm-hmm. um, that's one of the reasons I um, ended up giving you the call because I thought, I thought, ah, here is someone who knows what they're talking about.
1: Well, I hope so. I hope I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, the book, I mean, the book. Um, it's. Um, I just you know over the years, um, I've been asked by a lot of people who it kind of are uh, CBD curious of like, you know, where to start basically, because there yeah. are, you know, so hundreds if not thousands of, of companies all saying that they sell the best CBD products, blah, blah, blah. And, um, and it's really confusing. Um, and so that was kind of my main goal with this book was to, to just literally give people a roadmap, um, of, how to you know end up with a, a a quality cbd product um that you know that, that that's going to give them the best chance of getting you know the the most benefits from from taking it um and then as well as that you know i i sort of go a bit into the the history um you know the the sort of science behind how uh, cbd interacts with our bodies and and there's a really comprehensive um section on 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 current research um and yeah some really really cool case studies as well which really kind of um bring the book to life actually um mm-hmm. and yeah just lots of tips on you know how to take it and yeah it's, it's really and i and i've you know it's been great i've got some great feedback from people um who you know who is who the the book has has given them the confidence to you know to sort of take that step into trying cbd and and um and for not for it not to feel such a confusing and overwhelming experience so yeah. so yeah, so it's it's good
0: great stuff and um did you enjoy the process of writing
1: yeah i mean to be honest i'm i was i was lucky because it's it's something that i didn't have to do loads and loads and loads of research because it's some you know it's you it's I kind of know the the subject area so so yeah I mean I, I suppose I I enjoy talking to people really so I suppose probably the um, the case studies were the sort of the favorite part that of, of 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 writing the book um but yeah no it was fine it was really you know it was easy I mean the, the publishers approached me so I wasn't kind of you know trudging around various pub, publishing houses trying to you know get them to 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 sort of you know take on the idea so it was quite an easy process that's definitely a
0: bonus when a publisher comes to you and says please will you write this
1: yeah exactly go on then yeah amazing yeah Mm.
0: and um because obviously your aim of the book is to inform people and Mm. we don't we don't want to give away too much of what's in the book because we want people to buy it have a look and read it and inform themselves and inform their friends and family but uh, are there some sort of little tips you could give to people who are wondering where do I start when it comes to CBD? Are there little nuggets of wisdom you can let people know?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I, th- I kind of like use the analogy, it's a bit like, um, you need to kind of have filters. So it's a bit like a dating app. So if you just kind of, you know, if you're on match.com or Tinder or whatever, and you've got no filters then then you get all sort of dross really um, coming your way. So like for me, the kind of the first key filter is is just if you can uh going you know choosing an organic product and that will immediately kind of cut down you know a lot of the of the what's available out there the reason being is that um uh hemp is uh um a fighter remediate i think is the right term so um basically uh, it it sucks up impurities from the soil so actually you know if there's some kind of um environmental disaster it's a really a good idea to 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 sow hemp because it's going to clean the soil basically but if you you know if the the hemp that your cbd is made from is grown on polluted soil or you know comes from i don't know china or if not the whole of china's polluted but um you know you it's a fair chance you're going to have some heavy metals or, or or nasty stuff in your CBD oil. So, um, so that, that for me is a kind of, um, a first step to, yeah. to, you know, sort of narrowing down your search. Um, and I think it's, yeah, it's, um, you want a company that's, that's as transparent as possible. So I talk a lot about, um, certificates of analysis in the book, um because um you kind of want to know what's in your what's in your in your oils. So um so we're talking about C B D oil, but um you know the kind of uh, there are different types of C B D oil. So full spectrum, which we've spoken about before, is has, is, you know, predominantly C B D, but it's it's accompanied by the other minor cannabinoids and other compounds called terpenes and flavonoids etc that are found in the plant um and yeah you know the amount of cbd that it says it does which actually is not always the case there's been various um reports on on when uh, different cbds have been oils have been studies and you know there's one famous case where a CBD oil that was sold in in a, a high street pharmacy contained no CBD whatsoever. So, yeah. you know these c- certificates of analysis, which should be from a third party lab, um, and they should be from a batch that corresponds to the batch that you're buying, which is a very important point, not from one about two years ago. Um, so it should, you know, at the very least show what, how much CBD and other minor cannabinoids are in it. In an ideal world, terpenes. And in an ideal world, you know, it would, it would, you know, so verify that there's no heavy metals, um, pesticides or, or mould in the product. But that's, you know, I, I know a lot of – to do that level of testing is quite expensive and a lot of companies – don't opt for that but um yeah yeah and then it you know then it's understanding um you know different sort of delivery methods so you know the the tinctures and oils are very popular but you know a lot of people don't get on with the taste of of um of the kind of hempy taste um in which case you know there's there's um capsules um which you know um can be quite uh user-friendly um so i think it's you know it's it's um and also another another key key thing is to is to not be kind of sucked in by um, going for the cheapest. Basically, yeah. um, there is a kind of new wave of very cheap CBD oils, mm-hmm. um, which um, come from companies that aren't transparent um and are suggesting that they are full spectrum but actually they're isolate so kind of the purified cbd which sounds great you know you can think oh if cbd is so great let's go for, get, go for it in this purified form yeah um but actually evidence anecdotal and 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 from research suggests that these full spectrum um products that have all the naturally occurring compounds are more effective than, than, than isolate and you tend to need more of isolate to get the same effect. So yeah. don't be, yeah, don't be kind of sucked in by the, the cheapest. Um, but then also you probably don't need to go for the kind of, there's also there's a new wave of of um, kind of fancy CBD deals with like really cool packaging. They've obviously got a lot of funding behind them. They've got, you know, big marketing budgets, Um yeah. Yeah, they're a good marketing me, exercise,
0: of, but there's not much yeah, behind it.
1: Exactly. So I you know, I I yeah. There's a lot I of them. I, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of lot of them. So not those, not the cheap ones. Yeah. <laughs> something something in between yeah. is what I would I would so, say.
0: So look for organically produced yeah. um, and uh, and try to and, look look for the lab reports, aim for yeah. full spectrum if you can. And if it's still allowed, of course. Yeah. And, um, well, that seems to all make sense. And don't be fooled by the flash. I'll tell you, I had one where uh, this guy had come to to me. He was getting a product from us, but he showed me a product he'd bought that was crystal clear. It looked like water. Right, yeah. And uh, he had been sold this on the basis that because it was clear, it was purer. And yeah, it, well, it, it, it was it's trash. It's, it's pure CBD.
1: It's um, isolate. That's yeah. why it's pure, because yeah, yeah. isolate are crystals. So so, then, so they're not know. actually
0: lying. It's purer. But is it as yeah. effective? Hmm. Uh, I don't think so.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, in the end, that, you know, I think the consumer will always, if, if it doesn't work, they won't buy it again. That's the thing. Yeah. So, um, I think it is a problem
0: because you're getting people in CBD world, uh, there's a lot of them out there who don't really understand um, physiology, you know the human physiology, the yeah. endocannabinoid system. Uh, they don't understand health and well-being, but they know how to market something. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of good marketing exercises out there selling terrible products. Yeah. And, and of course, it's giving CBD a bad name. I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I would also say to you know if there's a company that on their on their website they're saying that you know CBD is effective for. This, that, you know, arthritis, anxiety, whatever, also stay clear of them because they're, you know, then they're, they're not being compliant and yeah. they're that's not ethical actually. So um Yeah, indeed. Yeah. yeah. That's another sort of yeah. yeah. Steering. Are there um, them.
0: are there common misconceptions about C B D that you you hear from the public at all, you know?
1: Um yeah, I mean I suppose that one of thinking, you know, that that pure is better. Um, I mean, I think, you know, there's still a lot of obviously it's there's a lot of connotations um, with the cannabis plant still. So, um, I mean, actually, there's one, you know, there's I always use that I always talk about it being non intoxicating um, because actually, you know, it it is psychoactive but not in the way that we think so psychoactive you know on the one hand it could mean that you you know thc is psychoactive that makes you feel high yeah but actually um cbd because it can change um you know your kind of mental state without making any kind of claims but Mm -hmm. um in that respect you know it, it does have some psychoactivity but it but not in a way that's gonna you know kind of make you feel intoxicated um yeah i know people do worry that you know is it something that you can get addicted to? Um, and the answer to that is no. Um, so I suppose it's all those kind of fears about the cannabis plant in general, which because CBD comes from cannabis, they worry that 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 is uh, you know going to apply to CBD. But um, yeah, okay. but it but it but it doesn't. I mean, it, you know, CBD as a as a compound is 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 safe. You know, the World Health Organization is. Has come to that conclusion. Basically, it's you know it's safe, it's non-toxic, you know it's 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 non-addictive. Um, so it's you know it's it's something that's pretty safe. But if you you know if you are someone that that is you know is taking a lot of prescription medication, um, it's still worth having a conversation with your doctor that you're going to take it. Not that they probably would know what to say to you. Yeah. Um, but there can you know particularly for well, for drugs like warfarin um, and certain anti-epilepsy medications, there can be uh, a drug interaction. So, you know, so it's not it's not a kind of even though, you know, as I say, it's not it's not uh, intoxicating, et cetera. You know, it, it does have a potent effect on the body. So. Yeah. Um, so, yes, it's still in an ideal world that, you know, if you're on prescription medication, which is you, you would mention it to your to your GP. Or specialist doctor. Yeah,
0: sounds sensible and reasonable. Um, Just jumping forward, you mentioned about next year and possibly more regulation coming in. Um, Yeah. Let's jump forward five years, ten years. What do you think the landscape will look like for cannabis in the UK and and Europe even?
1: Yeah, oh, it's so hard. I mean, it's, um, you know, I think um, the powers of the pharmaceutical companies and those interests are so strong um and that it's inevitable that in t- certainly in the kind of the m- medicinal cannabis side of things um i i do think it there will it 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 will go towards products that are isolates and possibly you know kind of synthetics um because you know the um the sort of full plant um products don't fit within the kind of regulatory framework so you know it's very hard to do a randomized control trial using a full spectrum product basically yeah. so in the uk for example that is that's the gold standard you know that's mm. why they're all you know that there's all these patients in the uk um who are desperate to be prescribed medical cannabis through the NHS, but because there are no randomised controlled trials, uh, they're having to go private. And and um, so that in 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 that aspect of the market, I you know I, I I think probably it will it's already going the kind of the the isolate direction. Mm. Um, and with CBD, it's really hard to say. You know, it's it's because in Europe. There is the the EC is currently considering whether to uh, to um, sort of declare CBD as a narcotic. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, in which case that will pretty much shut down the entire CBD market. Kill it dead. But, But weirdly. Um, so it's not. It's, it's all. It's all just so. It's just so weird. The whole kind mm. of so many kind of random things about this whole world. But it's not because I think it goes back to the single convention of the UN, single convention of narcotic drugs, which the fruiting fruiting flowers of the of cannabis sativa are considered a narcotic, basically. So because you know the CBD products come from. The fruiting tops so the 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 flowers and the buds um that's and it, and the the ec is kind of sticking to this this you know outdated single convention of, of narcotic drugs where actually it it may be changed anyway at some point there's going to be a voting in in a vote in the un hopefully soon but right. um um but so prior to this kind of you know is it a is it a narcotic um there was the Novel Foods, which was driven by the, the European Food Standards Agency, um, whereby they declared that uh, all cannabinoids um, were not part of our diet prior to 1997. So in order to sell them, you have to apply for a Novel Foods um license basically um and so they you know companies are spending thousands and hundreds of thousands of pounds of 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 you know getting all the the information they need to make these applications and then suddenly um they did a complete kind of about turn and said actually we're going to halt all novel food applications um and we think now it's a narcotic um so that's kind of was the latest thing but what I read this week was they're still considering novel food applications for CBD that comes from the stalks and the leaves, basically, of the cannabis plant. So, um, <laughs> right. so just for you know, if people are listening. Um, CBD is a molecule, and it's the same wherever it comes from. It's the same molecule whether it comes from the stalks and flowers. Oh, sorry the stalks and and the leaves or the the fruiting tops or even if it's synthetic actually it's still it's still the same molecule so so to deem you know it narcotic from one part of the plant but a novel food from the other is just complete insanity basically yeah. um, so that just gives an example of, of you know the hypocrisy and the incoherency that exists um, so how does this affect the UK well, uh, on the one hand, you know, I've seen lots of things that, you know, obviously we're Brexit, we're leaving um, the European Union. So there's lots of talk about, oh, this, you know, this could strengthen the UK CBD market. But most CBD companies um, in the UK for another bunch of crazy, um, another crazy situation that, you know, UK hemp farmers, of which there are some, can't actually sell the 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 buds and flowers of their they have to destroy them basically of any hemp that they grow in the uk because of the same thing with you know the 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 fruiting tops are considered a narcotic yeah um so that means then that most cbd that that's available in the uk has actually come from europe um it's you know it's 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 i I don't know where you where you source yours but it's you know it's there's a, there's a sort of a a selection of, of UK of Europe European suppliers that everybody in the UK gets their C B D from. So yeah, in yeah. my mind, okay, if it's the suddenly all these UK uh C B D companies they're gonna have to source their their C B D oils from somewhere else, then where is that? I don't know. Switzerland, China, United States, maybe. Um so Yeah. So whatever happens, it's 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 certainly throwing the cat amongst the pigeons, and what that means in ten years, five years, I have no idea. No, I couldn't tell you. No, it's continually shifting sands. So I really, I'm, I'm, I'm. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot
0: of what you've just described sums up the fact that the growth of CBD. not just in the UK but all over the place, has actually taken the authorities by surprise They and they don't really know what to make of it. And and the, yeah. the, as you say, the current rules, laws, regulations are sort of, they're just not fit for purpose, are they? They're not appropriate. No. They're, as you say, hypocritical and uh, just missing but the it's whole just, point. But it
1: seems to be not the will to, to, to make it fit for purpose because, you know... It, like hemp because it is just this you know incredible plant um could be you know we're at this point in time you know with covid and everything that mm. we could we could be thinking about this kind of green future basically and and hemp yeah uh, you know it's this cr- tremendous source of, of fiber actually you can make um an alternative to plastic from it you know it kind of soaks up carbon um concrete you know, concrete textiles, it's, it's just yeah, amazing better but paper with, than but, exactly but but the most profitable bit is is the cbd at the moment so yeah. if you if you for hemp farmers um if you don't allow them to actually use the whole plant um you're you're kind of stymying uh, a burgeoning i mean it's it's crazy to call it burgeoning but you know you're stimming this 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 um the the you know the hemp farmer's potential to to really change and bring about a greener future basically and th- and that's where i ask the question why 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 is it something that that is not fit for purpose and could have so much uh potential yeah why is it being stopped and that that's that's what doesn't make sense to me yeah, I agree. um so that's where the the you know the big the sort of dark forces are at work in mm. my mind
0: yeah it's a miracle plant, it's an astounding plant, and we should be maximizing the use of it in every yeah. aspect. And it's got so many uses. Yep. Yeah. It's incredible. Frustrating, but there we go. That's the way yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. Um well, I think uh I think you've you've eloquently touched upon many aspects of C B D there. And mm.
1: um I will just I will just mention I yeah, know this is your this is your your and um, you know I'm I'm very honoured to be the guest on your first podcast but I do also have a podcast. Um, which Sorry, came do about you know what actually... I meant to ask
0: you about that. Yeah, fire. <laughs> go okay. for it, get it in um, there. <laughs>
1: no, because it, it came about from the book. It came about from the case studies because um, I just when I recorded their interviews, um, you know, when you're a writer, you you kind of. You cut and paste, you know, the salient bits from people's interviews, and then kind of stitch them together. And yeah. and I, I just felt like I was doing them a disservice, really, um, because people, you know, need to be able to tell their stories, and you hear the emotion in their voices and and all the rest of it. So um, so I kind of, yeah, just had this sort of you know a brainwave one morning. I woke up and was like, okay, I need to do a podcast, and I'm going to call it Cannabis Voices, basically. So um, so yeah, so it's kind of uh, Patients, it's 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 um, doctors, medical kind of doctors, it's research scientists, um, carers, you know, it's all the different kind of aspects. But and, it, and it's it's not about the business side. Um because I'm, you know, I, there's enough of podcasts already yeah. talking about that. It's people, it's just giving them a platform to tell their to tell their stories really. Um and, and so, where yeah. can
0: people where can people get hold of that?
1: Yeah, I mean it's you know, it's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Um Okay, the main yeah, players. Main places, yeah, you can find it. So yeah. Great. And also on my website. I I mean everything, um so my website is marybiles.com, Biles, dot com and there's you know, information about all my about my book about the podcast mm-hmm. about you know the articles that I've written over the years um so there's loads of loads of information about you know cannabis um and, and and what I all the content that I create around it so
0: Wonderful. And um yeah. just just quickly are are there, are there any other cannabis journalists out there?
1: Um Are you the, sure the only I mean I'm not the only one. I mean, I, you know, I, uh, I always kind of direct people, um, to project CBD. So that's, mm-hmm. that's kind of one of the places that I, that I regularly write for, but it's actually when I came into, into, when I came into the world of, of CBD, yeah. um, that, that basically was my point of reference. So it is um, good. So, it is very good. Yes. So Martin, Martin Lee, basically, is the founder um of of project cbd Um, and he um they're based in in california but he you know before anyone had heard of it you know he was already championing um cbd and and the cannabis plant in general and um so there's you know there's and it's it's just a, a very um thorough um there's no kind of you know dodgy science In fact, they you know they, they they kind of call out any dodgy science that that is sort of knocking around about about cannabis yeah. and his son adrian is the sort of main science writer and 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 there's you know various doctors and and various people like that who who write for it and so for me that you know that i feel you know very honored to be one of their writers but it's a great a great resource mm-hmm. and it's trustworthy basically you know it's yeah. you know it's you can it's very credible of credible source
0: well you always want that because like much of the uh, the world of cannabis you've got to look carefully hunt things down because yep. there's, a, there's a lot of nonsense spoken um but you can find the gems and uh and mary you're an absolute gem and um, oh thank you
1: <laughs> thank you thank
0: you so much for uh for letting me have a chat with you it is much appreciated and uh uh, sometime soon we'll get you out there on our little podcast and everybody hopefully will be tuning into your fantastic podcast as well. So Great. thanks for the chat Mary. Much appreciated.
1: Enjoy My pleasure.
0: Enjoy the rest of your day.
1: Thank and, you. Um
0: onwards and upwards in the world of CBD. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. Cheers Mary. All right. Take Bye. care. Bye. Bye.
0: Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to feature in our podcast or have any questions Please get in touch on social media at CBD1UK or via our website, cbd-one.co.uk.